The following audio is from Park Church in Denver, Colorado. More information about Park Church is available online at parkchurchdenver.org. Thanks, everybody. Like Gary said, my name's Taylor, and as we get started, I just want to hear from you all. What comes to mind when you think about budgeting? Okay, I heard pain, bills. (laughs) Any other thoughts? Stress. Self-discipline. Self-discipline, that's a good one. <laughs> yep, he's pretty calm. Um, any other thoughts surrounding budgeting? Crying. <laughs> well, hopefully tonight will not involve any tears, but those are all great answers. And honestly, they're pretty much in line with what I was expecting. Because our culture has so conditioned us to believe that budgets are synonymous with deprivation and no. Which is sad, because at their heart, budgets aren't about no. It's about having the ability to say yes to something greater. This is something I'm passionate about, because I know firsthand what can happen without budgeting, and when lives aren't lived with stewardship. Growing up, I came from a family that placed absolutely no value on financial stewardship. Our unofficial family motto was basically, if the money's in the account today, let's do it. (laughs) Which was fun at the time, but it didn't last. And I can't begin to tell you the dinners out that we ate or the Christmas presents that I got, but what I remember was as a teenager walking out our front door that last time and knowing we were never coming back. Because at 16, Even though medical bills pushed us over the edge, my family ended up declaring bankruptcy and losing our home to foreclosure. And the medical bills were just the last straw. It was the lifestyle of living beyond our means, funding it through debt and through an attitude that didn't didn't care about how we stewarded the resources that really led to that. In a lot of ways, we'd kind of built like a house of cards. Financially, that's what our life was. It was very fragile. Um, In Matthew 7, Jesus describes the parable of the two different houses, one built on sand and the other built on a firm foundation on a rock. And in context, that parable has nothing to do with budgeting, but it's a great visual illustration of the difference that living within one's means and using financial stewardship can make. Because when the storms of life come, and they will come, for each of us it may look different. It might be job loss or an illness or a major home or car repair, but whatever it looks like, when those storms come, a life built on a firm foundation through wise stewardship and through budgeting has a much better chance of sustaining that and making it through that situation. And that's the heart of budgeting. It's being a faithful steward with what God gives us. Um, 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. That's really what we're called to be with budgeting, is managers or stewards of it, of the money and the resources that God gives us. And on your handout, there are actually uh, four different points that we're going to cover. The first of which is 
Identify what you're spending today. This is so important to budgeting because if you don't know where the money's going now, it's next to impossible to plan for where you want it to go in the future. Um, I found that the best way to do this is actually to pull the last three to six months of your expenses, however you're keeping track of them now, if it's a Mint.com app or your credit card statement or bank register, to gather all those together and then start placing them into different buckets. Um, again, stages of life, the buckets will look different, but the main the main two categories we're going to look at are fixed and variable expenses. Um, an example of fixed expenses are things like mortgage or utilities or insurance. Those are things that they can change, but month to month you can pretty much count on what they're going to be. The second set of expenses are variable expenses, and these are the items we have total control over. Things like groceries, eating out, entertainment, clothing. These are all variable expenses because we can determine what they'll be month to month. Once you've gone through and have an understanding of where the history, where you've been spending in the past, then you're able to take a look at where you want to go and begin developing that spending plan. That's the second point on your handout, is to spend less than you earn. I truly believe that whether you make $10 an hour or half a million a year, the hardest part about budgeting has nothing to do with the numbers. I believe it has everything to do with the heart of contentment and the willingness to live within your means that drives your budget. Like Gary was saying, gratitude is so important, and it made me think of this Pinterest pin that I saw a while back called or that said, gratitude turns what we have into enough. And as we begin developing a spending plan going forward, it's important to have that heart of contentment, to be okay with living within the lifestyle God has provided for us. The next key step to living within, within our means is to take a look at needs versus wants. Um, this can be a little tricky at times because Wants can seem a lot like a need, especially when it's something we need to sustain our current lifestyle. But it's still a want. And as you went through the three to six months of expenses, it can be helpful to go back and label the buckets as a need or a want or a mixture of the two, but to have an understanding of what truly is necessary versus what's enjoyable and what's what's a priority that may not be a necessity. This is also where, when the Bible talks about being faithful in the little things, this is a place that we can apply that very practically. It's easy to think about stewardship or being faithful when it's a large purchase, a house, a car, an education, anything like that. But a lot of the time, being faithful comes down to being faithful with those small wants that add up. And ultimately, it's not about deprivation or about saying no, but it's about not sacrificing what we want most for what we want now. The, 
The next really, or the last key point that I want to highlight with spending less than you earn is actually avoiding the lifestyle creep. How many of you have heard that term before? Okay, well the term might not be familiar, but the concept definitely is. It's where when our income increases, whether due to a raise or a bonus, inheritance, or even the Powerball a few months ago, whatever the increase might be from, it's where our lifestyle and our wants expand to meet it. And this really is the easiest area, the easiest way to live within our means because it literally requires doing nothing. It requires changing absolutely nothing from what you're doing now. Because as that income increases, if your wants stay the same, that's an additional cushion or extra surplus of money each month that you can steward in different ways, whether it's paying off debt or building a savings or living into whatever the call God has placed on your life, that extra cushion helps to make that possible. Now, if you're looking at your handout, I know the next point, the third one down, might seem to totally contradict what I just said, but they really go hand in hand. The third point is to use every dollar that you earn. If you're living within your means, chances are that you should have a surplus at the end of the month. Um, extra money left over that's not going to bills or filling other needs that you have. Because of that, it's important to have a plan with what you're going to do with that money. Money is just like a hammer or a screwdriver or a wrench. It's a tool, and it's only as effective as what we do with it. So having a plan for how you want to use that extra makes it even more effective going forward. This is important on a month-to-month -month basis as you budget out the surplus that you'll have and what you'll do with it. And it's also important to have a plan for those unexpected surpluses. Maybe it is a bonus at work or something like that. Having a plan for how that will be spent and invested with what you want to do with it, that takes away the temptation to potentially spend it on things that aren't as important. The last key step I want to highlight when it comes to budgeting and living a life of stewardship is accountability and not going it alone. Um, there are a few different layers or levels, if you will, of accountability, the first of which being God. Ultimately, whether you're male or female, single or married, he is our ultimate layer of accountability. We're simply managers or stewards of what he gives. Pardon me. The next layer is if you're married, it's your spouse. I can't begin to stress enough the importance of communication and getting on the same page as you're developing the spending plan. I know in my family, that would have made a, a big difference, but I've also seen it in other lives. Um, I had the opportunity to come alongside a family a couple years ago, and they, God had blessed their business substantially. They made in a month what most people would live on typically in a year. And despite all of that income, 
they would get to the end of the month and the husband and wife would be fighting in the kitchen about how to put food on the table. They didn't have an income problem and really the expenses were just a symptom because the deeper problem, the root issue, was a communication problem. They never got on the same page with how they were going to use the money, so it went to where it was needed the least. The last, or the, the next layer of accountability is trusted believers, or community. And here at Park, I've had the opportunity to hear several people share about their gospel communities. Um, and that's an amazing blessing if you're looking for an accountability partner to have that trusted, trusted group that you can turn to. Because the amazing thing about money is, to some degree or another, every single one of us in the room has experience with it. We've all used it, and we've all dealt with the temptation to overspend. And even though in our culture it can seem a bit taboo to talk about finances or income or spending, there truly is no safer place than with other believers to walk that journey out. And lastly, if, if you're interested in learning more um, or having a resource to develop your spending plan. At the, on the second page of your handout, there's a list of websites that you can go to. These are different budgeting tools that you can use or calculators that help build a framework for you as you walk this journey out. And I would highly recommend any of those. They each work a little bit differently, so it's personal preference with which you'd rather use but all of them are a great resource. Ultimately, with budgeting, we're just called to be faithful stewards. It's not, it doesn't need to be negative or painful or cause tears. It can actually be an exciting way that we honor the Lord with what he's blessed us with. So we're going to transition now back into the discussion time. On your handout, there are a few more questions, so you guys can go ahead and begin talking through those.